We hear you. We got you. Step into a world of endless possibilities with Imagine's expanded software support. Now you can utilize your folders of photos to create a profile or edit. Post-production is easier than ever. Whether you're using Lightroom, Photoshop, or Bridge, Imagine seamlessly integrates with your workflow. Open the Imagine app today and try starting from a folder instead of Lightroom Classic. Instead of just like click, 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 taking thousands of photos, I'm very intentional about the photos that I take. Welcome to Workflows, presented by Imagine AI. Workflows is a podcast about saving you time and money in your photography business. Hear from people just like you. Put down that camera for a little, connect the headphones, and get to work with Workflows. Ali Ciardo is an award-winning photographer with a focus on visual brand storytelling. She runs the Photo Field Notes podcast, sharing photo, business, and marketing advice for photographers. Allie's background is in advertising and public relations. She teaches as an adjunct instructor and co-leads a study abroad program in Rome through Michigan State University's advertising and PR department. Allie's photography work has been published in Pop Sugar, Country Living, Apartment Therapy, House, The Knot, and so many other incredible publications. Outside of photography, Ali spends as much time as possible exploring Lake Michigan by sailboat with her family and helping to run her local art commission to bring art into public spaces. And without further ado, let's get right to my conversation with Ali. Hello, Ali. It's uh, been what, like two weeks since we talked last? <laughs> yeah, pretty recent, right? <laughs> yep, yep. So this episode's going live on May 1st. This is episode seven of our podcast. So first, thank you for uh, joining me uh, and being really guest number six, because we didn't have a guest for episode one um, right. of the Work <laughs> Workflows podcast. Really nice to have you on. I'm very excited to, to have this discussion so you can share all of your, your goodies with the, with the listeners. It's uh, very exciting. So. Yeah, it's good to see you for, I think, like the third time we've chatted in recent history. So this is <laughs> <Yeah>. fun. <laughs> for sure, for sure. So let's dive into the first question that I have for you. And it's the same question I ask every guest. And that is, what is one thing that you do for the photographic process that has saved you time? The things behind the camera or lighting, things like that. What is one thing you do for the photographic process? Okay. Yeah. So I think the number one thing that I do and that I tell my associates to do that makes everything easier is to just slow down and get the images right in camera. And so a lot of that is communicating with your clients. I remember when I first started, I thought that I had to be magical and fast because sometimes they thought like, oh, you're going from inside to outside when I was shooting like full on weddings as my full-time focus. Oh, you're going from inside to outside, like get this quick shot. And you know, you can do that. You can have two cameras or you can make some quick changes, but it's not immediate. And so it's all about communicating with people and taking the time and talking the whole way through, even if it feels kind of ridiculous. So for example, let's say that I'm photographing family photos, because that's one that you can really make a lot of mistakes in when you're at a wedding or even just like family photos, like a big group photo. So what I used to do was be like, oh my gosh, hair on fire. We have to get through this. It's okay if things aren't perfect. I'll fix it later. And that's the worst thing you can say. Mm. And so now 
I talk all the way through. I say, okay, you know, first of all, let me get my expo disc so that I can, well, this is before that starts, but before anything, let me get my expo disc. I'm just setting my white balance. That means your skin tone's going to look perfect. And so they know what I'm doing and they're not, they're not feeling, I'm not feeling the rush. If I need to change a lens, I change my lens and I say, hey, I'm changing my lens because this portrait lens is going to look so much better and you're going to look great in it. And so I had with associates photographing weddings for me, I realized that a lot of photographers, family photos, for instance, instead of zooming with their feet where they back up, they just zoom with their lens and then they get these really wide angle photos. Maybe they're not cropped quite how you want. So then you have to crop them later. And so I take the time and I communicate the whole way through. I'm going to back up now because I really love this lens. And I'm saying way I'm communicating. I'm over communicating with them right, so right. that I'm getting the shot where I hopefully won't really have to crop it. I won't really have to do anything. And then when people would come to me and be like, oh, I got something on my shirt, but you can just Photoshop that. I'm like, let's get that off your shirt (laughs) or let's get your hair right or let's get you in the right place and take enough photos where your eyes are open and I get the shot. But the other thing that goes with that and slowing down is that instead of just like click, 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 taking thousands of photos, I'm very intentional about the photos that I take. And so I... I really try not to overshoot because every single photo that I take is now more time I have to spend in calling. And so I want to like wait for the moment. And then obviously if something's in motion, I'll take more, but I'm not, I'm not overshooting. So those are my big things. Communicate, slow down, get it right in camera and don't take too many photos. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I completely, completely agree with you, especially about, I mean, all of it, but the, the communication is so crucial for to you know especially for the for the slowing down part but but your clients will appreciate it the fact that you're you're over over communicating every aspect you know like they're they're interested they hired you they're interested in what you're doing not just they don't want you there just to take the pictures and walk and walk away they want you to get them involved in the process as much as possible. So silence makes people nervous. And so that's why I think some people feel really rushed. I don't know if this was just me, but I feel like a lot of photographers feel like they need to rush through it. And it is so true. If you're quiet, they're going to be like, am I doing this right? What's going on? And so all you have to say is if you just have to come up with something to say, even if it's just the same, oh, you're doing great. Or hang on just a quick second. I have to make a quick change in my settings. It's like, you don't have to do anything. I'll let you know when I'm ready. Just let them know what's going on because they will get nervous if you don't. And it just makes, yeah, it makes everything run more smoothly. It's also a good opportunity to to get your clients to start laughing naturally because you could you could say i'm going to switch this lens for this purpose whatever whatever and then right when you're done you can say okay now the whistle wog is ready to for launch or like something <laughs> yeah. really something stupid. that makes absolutely no <laughs> yeah it makes absolutely yeah. no sense but it's going to get them to start laughing and now yeah. your lens you know you've switched your lens you've said something really ridiculous and now they're laughing and you're ready to to get that that natural laugh photo. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the worst thing you can do is like get them in a pose or whatever, however you shoot and then like then switch your lens and not tell them or like switch your settings. And then they're like still holding it awkwardly. So yeah, (laughs) that's all, that's my deal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If anybody wants to use the word whistlewog, please, please go. So now that you've talked about the photographic process, what is one thing you do for your business that has saved you time or money? 
I automate absolutely everything I can in my business. And I have, I've gone through different periods of outsourcing. I've typically been kind of, I have associates who actually do the outsourcing for the taking photos. But when it comes to in the business, I I tend to do a lot of it because I've got, I have so many systems now that I'm very fast at everything. And I actually really love everything behind the scenes. And so, you know, if you enjoy it and I love, <laughs> if you love it, it's, I'm okay with the lifestyle that I've built around it. But I feel like I basically have an assistant built in. I use 17 hats for my my workflows. And I feel like it's like having a personal assistant. Absolutely. Everything is as automated as can be. I use booking calendars where people can just book right online. So it's kind of the philosophy of this is for portraits, not for everything. Not everything can be booked directly online. Sometimes they do have to talk to me first, depending on what kind of session and the price point. But for like a basic session, they can just book it online, a basic headshot. They can book it on a booking calendar and then it runs through an automatic workflow where they get everything they need. And it's very low touch for me. And so I would say I'm I'm a little bit more of a high volume photographer in that regard. But if you look at like what I make per hour, it works out really well that way. And I also use Calendly for booking meetings. So for the clients that are higher end, I, when the next step is not to just book automatically, but to talk to me, they get a Calendly link so that they can just go, you know, I used to, so I'll say this, the worst thing you can do in that regard is just say like, is to not give them the next call to action, to not give them the next step. If the next step is to talk to you, just be like, let me know what you think. No, you give them the next step. And if the next step is to talk to you, if you don't use something like Calendly, you would give them three times to choose from. Well, that's kind of a pain because you have to come up with three times. So it's so much easier if you have your entire calendar synced and then they just go and they pick a time. And so I think that's like a must have for every small business owner these days. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. I I use it for, so I use uh, TinyCal for my photography business and I use ZCal for booking for the podcast, for example. Yeah, there Um, are a bunch. Both are. Yeah, yeah, there's tons of them out there. Tons They're of very affordable. Yeah. It's like having a personal assistant. It saves you so much time. Yeah. So those are like, you, and I learned that early on that if you don't tell them that next step, that the next step is to book a meeting, if you leave it to them, they'll just write you back and be like, okay, now what? <laughs> so just make it yeah. really easy to guide them through that funnel. For sure, for sure. Great. So, so what is now one thing you do for the editing process that has saved you time? And, and I am, I'm asking this because... You're somebody who not only is photographing clients, but you've also educated people on editing workflows. You know, you do this through your photo field notes. And so I'm really curious what you have to say about that. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I can't just do one (laughs) because obviously (laughs) Imagine AI is a part of that workflow that saved me a ton of time, especially in weddings. But I, the, the two tools that probably saved me the most time are Photo Mechanic, which I'm sure everybody now knows about, or if you don't use it, like it's it's just such a great tool for if you do your own calling. And then Imagine AI is great. I mean, I use that now where I used to, I'd either, I'd get into the busy season, I'd either do my own full on editing, I would hire outsourcers, but it would be like, it wouldn't, I would be too picky, but this one now I just upload it and I get my images back. I make, make like a few small tweaks and I'm good to go. So that's been, it's like saved my sanity on, <laughs> especially on the busy season. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So 
it's uh, it is funny <laughs> because there's a lot of there's a lot of different things that you could do in the editing process to to speed things up. Obviously, Imaginary Eyes one. I have seen a lot of people talking about uh, Photo Mechanic. I've never used Photo Mechanic, uh, mm. even though it's existed for so long. I've historically I've always just used Lightroom or Bridge actually pre. Lightroom okay, so I used to, to use Bridge. Yeah, I used yeah. to use Bridge, but it loads the image fully, and so it would just take that yeah. little like that one extra second for it to load. Yeah. So Photo Mechanic doesn't load the full image, so it's instant. And if you're going through a ton of images, that saves you a ton of time. Like it's yeah. it's not the most crisp, perfectly clear image. So occasionally you might not be able to tell if it's a perfectly clear image looking at it in that format. But overall, you can like if you have to save two to go back in Lightroom and call those two later, that's still going to save you a ton of time over going through them in Lightroom, like where they all load individually and you wait for them to load. So I found it's made my patience like now in Lightroom, I'm like, <laughs> load quickly, <laughs> load more quickly. But also because in order to use Imagine AI, you obviously have to have already edited a number of photos. The other thing is just like, oh, oh, I have another good one. Sorry. Okay. So first, you know, using a good preset that's going to like really make your style easy. So I use Mastin Labs presets. I use the Fuji mm -hmm. preset for actually everything. And then the other thing I use, I'm going to hold this up. I know this isn't on video, but for you, Scott, <laughs> you can share it. This will be on YouTube. This will be okay. On YouTube. It's on YouTube, so you can go on YouTube. So I this used to be called Palette Palette Gear, and now it's called it has a new name, and I'll have to remember what it is and tell you. So it's if you are listening to this, you can't see it. It's a series of knobs that plugs into your computer, and you can associate the knobs with different Lightroom or really any program with different settings on Lightroom, for example. And so what I do, it also saves ergonomically, it saves my wrist. So when I'm making little tweaks, I have really, I only use mainly these three different turny knobs, kind of looks like I'm like a DJ, like doing my thing. Yep. And so they're turny knobs where I adjust exposure, I adjust temperature and I adjust tint. Those are the main things I'm adjusting quickly here. Um, and you can set how sensitive it is. And then I have buttons that I can click. And honestly, you could use keyboard shortcuts, but it's just fun to have a big button where I'll do like uh, lens correction or something like that. So you can set it to anything. Those are the three things that I use the most. And so I, <laughs> this tool has saved me a bazillion hours in my life. And I used to like manually drag all of those things. And I know, again, there are shortcuts and you can do it how you want. And you should at the very least be setting up keyboard shortcuts for that. I just love the, the manual feel of like twisting the knob and it makes the yeah. exposure go yeah. up. So for me, that's been, it makes editing more fun. It's er more ergonomic and it's way faster. Yeah. Yeah. We've, so in the, in the episode, I think it was episode um, three. Sam Hurd shared, shared that he uses like a little MIDI controller to do the same mm -hmm. thing. You know, there's other ways, there's, there's loop deck, there's so many, there's tour box, there's so many different hardware devices that, you know, are designed or even just can be used for, for that purpose. I, I definitely agree. I use loop, uh, the loop deck myself, smaller, but yeah. Yeah. And you could, I mean, it just makes it fun. You could truly just use keyboard yeah. shortcuts, but like use something yeah. because it's going to be a yeah. lot faster. Even so, I've got this Logitech mouse. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight buttons that I can program on this mouse without moving my hand. To be too shortcuts, much, yeah. To be shortcuts to do whatever I want in in Lightroom. And it's, I don't do yeah. I don't use that for Lightroom, but 
It could. But when you can program it to your own desire, you know, like we each yeah. have our own workflow. And so whatever you're using the most, if you can program something to make that a shortcut, please do it. Yeah. Um, so on this note, a uh, little bit of a call to action for everybody listening. Go into the Imagine AI community. Share if you are using a piece of hardware to speed up your editing workflow or your calling work workflow for that matter. Share what you're using with the imaginary community so others can can learn from you so okay all right so my uh next question for you is what is one thing you do after a session that that has uh, increased your business asking for reviews every time so whenever i deliver photos i ask for reviews i just kind of put it in a little ps and i word it in a specific way where i say if you felt your experience was worthy of five stars, I would love a review. A review goes a long way or something like that. And I link to the specific places. So it's one click for them to, to leave those right. reviews. But I also say, you know, if you have feedback for me, I would love to hear it. And what that does is hypothetically, if they were going to leave a bad review for me, instead of leaving a bad review, they would just reply. So I'm basically, I'm asking for that feedback because a lot of times if, if customers are unhappy for some reason, they want to express it. And so if the business owner is willing to listen and make changes and, and hear you, you know, people usually, I don't think, want to be malicious or leave bad reviews. They just want their problem solved. And so people are very willing when you make it easy for them to, you know, click the click the review, leave a nice review. And so when I do that, you know, they're five star reviews. So I get a lot of great reviews that way. In that same email, when I deliver the images, I give them options for how they can credit me and also in their print release, how they can credit me. And I do say, you know, you've purchased these images, you do not have to credit me, but it goes a long way for me as a small business. And so I say, if you want to, here are the places that you can credit me on Instagram, on Facebook. And so again, it's just quick and easy. And then that tends to make them credit me more often. And then it's fun to see the images, see the reactions and their people are finding out who's taking their images. Right. In my in my post session workflow uh, automation, I have I have a similar email to you. I have another one that goes out like a week later that says talks more about like referrals. You know, like basically the the whole referral package where if you refer somebody, you're getting X credit for for your next session, like that kind of thing. So that kind of ties into your crediting, you know. Um, email, right? So yeah, uh, just make it cool. obvious. One other yeah. thing that I've started to do, because this I think is maybe worth pointing out, because for a long time, I was afraid to do this. And sometimes I admit I still don't is asking this is specifically when I'm in the studio doing branding photography, I'll ask people if they seem like they'll be into it. Can I set up my camera on the ledge and just put it in super speed motion to get some behind the scenes footage. And then I have some really fun footage that shows me at work and I can put together like an Instagram reel splicing that with real behind the scenes with some of the images. And so it does, it goes a long way for marketing. So in all these cases, it's like not being afraid to ask because <laughs> for a long time I was afraid to ask for all of these things. And I think you'll be surprised that your clients are very willing to do all of these things. And the worst thing that can happen is they say, mm, no, thanks. Yeah. In, in fact, like, so behind the scenes can do behind the scenes footage can do, can really help you know, increase business dramatically. And if you do get approval from your clients to film behind the scenes, it might actually be worth, you know, if, if you want, 
instead of just setting it up on a, on a ledge, on a tripod, whatever, is actually hiring an assistant just to film that for your session because you get one or two sessions from that behind the scenes footage. You've paid for your assistant multiple times, right? So something, something for, uh, for people to consider if they, you know, are in a position where they can hire, it might be worth considering doing that. Um, yeah, and for my so. other sessions, I do a lot of senior grad, college grads, which is sort of its own little niche in, in my area because I live by Michigan State University. And so a lot of times I'll have them bring a helper anyway, if they have their dog or they have their clothes or whatever. It's just really nice to have a helper. And so yeah. I think this spring I'm going to start asking them to take my camera and you know, take my phone and just take some behind the scenes footage. That's a nice, nice idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, would you ever consider offering, if there was any pushback to have asking one of your client's friends to, to do it, would you consider giving a discount if they actually yeah, an incentive? that? that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would probably do a print credit. Like I would give you a small print credit. And that also highlights that prints in my, in yes. my grad sessions are important. And so, yeah, I would probably, I, I might do that, like offer them, if you do this for me and get some great footage, I'm going to repay you with a nice print credit at the end of the session. Awesome. Yeah, it's a great idea. I love it. I love it. Okay. So, so now is the point of the episode where I am going to ask you to look down on your business from a 30,000 foot view and share an outline breakdown of your workflow from lead to delivery. Okay. Now it's different for different sessions. So let me tell you my main focus now, now in, we're recording in 2022 is branding for most of the year. And then in the spring, basically there's like a, a four week period where I do like a million grad photos for seniors <laughs> at Michigan State. So I'll look at I'll look at the grad photos because I think that probably relates to a lot of photographers who are doing like any kind of photo session. So to start this, let me say I don't do in-person sales, but I do sell a lot of prints through my process and I am a little bit higher volume to a point where I feel like I'm serving my clients really well, but I'm also able to make a good hourly rate. So that's the, that's the intro. So the first thing that I do that I really just started doing in the last year that's been excellent for my lifestyle is I set up a booking calendar. And so I used to make them fill out the contact form, go back and forth, compare dates, find a date, book, send a contract. It was very hands-on. And then I realized in the process of like booking a massage or booking, I don't know, like a workout class, like you love, people love that the ease of just going, seeing availability, clicking on it and you're good. And so at the beginning of the year, I went through 17 hats is what I use for my booking calendar. It's all included in there. And I looked at the time of the sunset for like every week of the year. I looked at how many sessions I wanted to book to meet my goals. And then also like to cut myself off to have balance in my life. And I scheduled session availability. And so it's already pre-scheduled through the year what I want to fill in. And they can just, so it's set based on the sunset and then I stack them. So like the full length, it's either 60 or 90 minutes. They get to generally choose their location. It's a little bit more hands-on. And then I do add some, I call them mini sessions. They're actually 30 minutes, so they're not that mini, but 
they're mini compared to my normal. They don't get to choose their location. So it's just right before the longer session. So it's kind of like a quick, easy add-on where I can make it that's $400. So I can make an extra $400. I'm already there. It's quick and easy. So those are all pre-scheduled. So they go on, they book it. They automatically get a contract. They get automatically get the details. To add on to that, because in the spring I do so many Michigan State seniors, I actually say in the booking calendar that I'm only shooting on campus for like four weeks. So that makes that easy. In the rest of the year, what I was doing with families, I'm not doing as much with that. Like I'm still serving some existing clients, but I'm not really photographing families anymore. I did have a location guide that would automatically go out where they could choose their location based on my recommendations and, and sample images. But basically they get the contract, they sign it. The one step I do have to take is I have to sign it. And then it automatically sends them a prep guide. So I've put together these prep guides that tell them how to walk through their home and take pictures of their walls to send to me to figure out based on like where they want art in their home, what kind of style they have, what kind of clothes they should wear, what location they should have. It shows them how to style photos into their home. It gives them inspiration. It shows them products. I show them hair and makeup recommendations, like my favorite people. It's all there for them. I also use style and select, like as much as I can automate to make it very full service and very helpful, but it's all done automatically. So style and select, they can take a quiz with their style, their colors, their people, and then it automatically shows them outfit ideas. So they're pretty much like all doing this on their own. They can email me if they have questions, but for the most part, it's like fully automated. And then they get the reminder email before the session. So then at the session, I have them come a few minutes early. I can show them what the prints look like in person since I don't do in-person sales. Like this is a mounted print. This is a fine art print. And um, then we do the session. And then I tell them that I will let them know when the images are almost ready. And when they're almost ready, they'll pick a date to see the images for the first time. And so that, you know, I get them kind of pumped up because I say, instead of just sending them to you while you're at work, and then one of you will look at the images depending on the, if it's like a couple or a family or whoever. Then you'll look at the images at work and then you don't see them together. You're going you're gonna to pick a date. It's going to be a date night or if it's like a senior, like get with your family and you're going to get to see them all together. So they get excited for that. So they pick their date. I send the images. I do a um, pixaloo.com slideshow. Mm -hmm. So they get to see yep. it as a slideshow first to music. It's more engaging. I'm like, pop some popcorn. <laughs> and... Um, once they see the images on the slideshow, then they get access to their gallery and then they can also order prints from there. So then they order their prints. I follow up to make sure they do get retouching with their prints. So I don't do retouching or minimal retouching offered with regular sessions, but if they order prints, they get retouching. So I follow up on that and, and get that to them and I put time limits on it so that they can't take forever to make those decisions. And then they get prints in hand. And so, you know, I might have in the busy season, I might have like three sessions a day. So the amount of time that I'm putting in is sometimes like less than in-person sales, but actually hour for hour, because I'm doing three sessions instead of one, I'm able to make a good amount, again, a good hourly rate on that. Yeah and um, still give them the digitals. And for me, because senior grads absolutely want, they want those images for Instagram. They want those images to share with their friends. Like digital images are the end product that they want in that case. They do buy prints too. But for me, it's important to give them that. So I do offer the digitals. I, 
I really, really like the 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 part where your images are nearly ready. Like that mm -hmm. must boost their 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 FOMO <laughs> so much. <laughs> you know, like yeah. like I want them now. I want them now. You know, like that. Even if it's a week ahead, that must uh, the anticipation must be built up so much in their system. That, yeah, and uh, usually it's like when I by the time I email them that the images are nearly ready, they're actually ready. <laughs> so I make yeah, sure that course, they're ready. Course. But I want yeah. them to pick that date. And I've I've done it in the past for even like at or before the session, I'll say pick your date within like two weeks from now, you can get them. So they just pick their date right away. But I don't know, I get them done pretty quickly. And so I like to get them to them soon. So is if but the, the fun thing about picking your date is that I've actually what surprised me was I had some people who would actually wait a whole extra week to see their images just so they could be together. If one person was on a business trip or out of town and they truly wanted to see them together, they would actually wait that much longer when they could have lied to me and gotten them the next day. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that shows just how important it is for them to actually see them to be together, to see them for the yeah. first time. It, it makes me wonder, actually, a company like like Pixaloo who has smart slides, which by the way is my also my favorite slideshow creation tool for photographers. If there's an op a missed opportunity, or maybe they're working on it already, where uh, integration with Apple SharePlay, where you know families can literally watch the same thing in real time together while on a FaceTime call or whatever, and there's no lag, right? They see it mm -hmm. the same exact time. If one person pauses it, it's paused for everybody. No, oh, that whole yeah. that whole thing. So, yeah, because um, they do sometimes do virtual like viewing parties. Like I, yeah. you know, I give them. I do say, you know, send me other email addresses if people can't be with you, to make sure that they're right. getting to see them. But yeah, I think that would be fun too. Yeah, it would be. It would be cool. So, as somebody who uses AI right now in 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 your photography business, what does the future of AI and photography look like to you? For me, when I think about it, I think about the things that I'm still too nervous to let go of. And it's not even necessarily that it's the future, like these technologies exist. So maybe it's making them to a point where I'm comfortable or I just need to explore them further. One is like culling. And I, again, I know that exists. I just haven't explored it fully, having it automatically cull. And the other thing is retouching, which again exists. <laughs> but those are the two things that I'm still doing manually. And I'm I'm looking into some technologies that are making that easier, but it's it's that fully like being able to let go and know that when you get it back, you might only have to make small tweaks or you're going to be confident with what you get. So that's when I feel like AI has really made it for me is when I'm like, yeah, I'm going to use it and I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely think as far as at least editing goes, retouching, is, is, it's going to make its way in to uh, regular workflows for sure, all in, all in due time, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. There are some that are that yeah. I'm, again, looking at that look like they have potential. Yeah. Um, awesome. So as a, a user of Imagine AI, I have to ask, how did Imagine AI impact your life? Okay, so it found me last fall when I was in the midst of probably the busiest fall of my life because here in Michigan we have fall colors and everybody wants their holiday cards and that is the time when everybody does their photos. I was still doing quite a few weddings because we were 
filling in gaps left over from the year before when the pandemic made a lot of weddings postponed. And so I was kind of in this desperate situation, also having associates, like I think I had like seven or eight weddings to edit in a month, plus 35 sessions. And so I had found an editor who was charging, I don't know, like 33 or 35 cents an image. And I think I still had a hard time letting go with an editor. And then somebody in a local Facebook group was like, hey, check this out and showed a before and after. And I think that was what was so impactful was that everybody was like, that looks good. (laughs) So they were showing Imagine AI's edits. And it was just so easy to get started because, you know, you had like no risk. You could try it for free. I had plenty of galleries to upload because you have to upload, <laughs> what is it? 5,000 images. 5, so I had a yep. lot. I had a lot to show and a mix from inside, outside. And so I, you know, uploaded it, waited my few days and I was just like blown away at how well they came, how great they looked, the images when they came back that I was able to, you know, and I always tell people like outsource before you need it, like hire an editor before you get into the busy season, because it's too hard to get someone and have them match your style when you're already in the heart of it. Well, in this case, it was so easy. I was straight up in the heart of the busy season (laughs) and getting my style matched was really easy because it was based on my stuff. So I didn't have to like train someone over time. You know, it does take what does it take? It took like three days to get the profile back, but I didn't have to train someone and go back and forth. It just really looked great from the get go. And so that was like how I got through my busy season. I was completely caught up on editing. I had friends who would still be editing like a month beyond me. And I would be like, why? Like, I was like little evangelist, like, why are you not using this? Uh, Because I was just done so much faster than them. And so it's just, it's really fun to go back and see. Cause I would kind of like dread getting images back from a human editor. And I mean, maybe this is terrible <laughs> to say, but like, I felt like I had to go back and make quite a few little tweaks. I couldn't let go. And with this one truly like, you know, I'll have to make like little tiny tweaks here and there just for specifics, but truly for the most part, I'm like, good, 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 good. Looks good. Looks good. And, and then like the images that I, cause I will, I will edit a preview. And so I might have like 50 or 100 images that I'll just, do I do that? Yeah, because a couple images that I'll do as a preview just ahead of time. And sometimes I'll look at my edits and then I'll look at the Imagine AI edits and I'm like, oh, I like theirs. It's better. (laughs) So I'll like sync it to mine. (laughs) It's just been, it's been incredibly helpful. And I think that you can see that wave of excitement through our local photography groups as people, especially when people share those before and afters and can see just how good it looks and how consistent it looks. Well, I, I definitely, we all at Imagine, I appreciate your, your advocacy without <laughs> us asking. But regarding the, the, the human outsourced editor, so, I mean, we've heard that a lot. And so it's not something new that, you know, that I haven't heard before. But I think part of the thing is, so human outsourced editors are good, but humans make mistakes, first of all, and second of all, there's also emotion attached to it. Still, as, a, as an outsourced human, outsourced editor, there's still emotion there. So one of the things that's, uh, I, I guess, an advantage of, of AI doing it is it's doing it based on data and science, right? So it's, it, it's the human element is completely removed and it's just literally looking at what you've done and it's replicating it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why in, in many cases, just accuracy, consistency, it just, you know, better overall and on that front. So, yeah, yeah. So, 
<laughs> so we're we're at the end here. I'm wondering where where can listeners learn more about you? Where can they connect with you? And of course, see your incredible photography. I'm in two main places. One is photofieldnotes.com or at photofieldnotes. That's the podcast for photographers. I do have a shop there where I sell those workflows and like templates for those guides that automate everything, like every email I write to make it really easy. And then my actual business is aliciarto.com. So it's A-L-L-I-E-S-I-A-R-T-O.com at aliciarto. And that's where you can see now if you go to it, if you go to it today, you'll see highlighted mostly the branding work because that's what I'm doing now with those four weeks of seniors in there. So those are the two main places where I'm hanging out. Awesome. Well, thank you, Allie, for, for hopping on and uh, sharing your, your, your insights, your workflows. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure that all the listeners will, will walk away with a whole bunch of cool ideas um, to, uh, to hopefully implement in their businesses soon. Thanks, Scott. Thank you so much, Ali, for that incredible conversation about your photography workflows. Now, for everybody listening, you are invited to be a part of the bigger conversation. Join the Imagine AI community today by going to imagine-ai.com slash community. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You've been listening to Workflows presented by Imagine AI. To see the show notes and everything referenced in this episode, please go to imagine-ai.com slash podcast.